You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I thank you for part two of this series. And I thank you, Father, that you have good news to share with people today. Thank you, Father, that the gospel is beyond good news, Father. It's the best news that's ever been told. I thank you, Father, that it tells us of all of the things that belong to us in Christ. It tells us about who we are in Christ. It tells us about what we can do in Christ. And I thank you, Father, that all things are possible if we can believe. And so today I'm just releasing a spirit of faith. I'm releasing an upgrade in our beliefs. And I thank you, Father, that we are going to experience a massive upgrade and a massive up level because of the truth that we hear today. So I just yield, Holy Spirit. I give you permission to think through my mind, to speak through my mouth, and to take us where we need to go. I declare that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened and we know the hope of our calling. I just release the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to lead us and guide us into the truth that sets us free today. We receive it and we're grateful for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, awesome, you guys. We are here for part two of The Secret Power of the Gospel. And I'm telling you, it's good news, it's good news, it's good news. And last week, or last episode, what we were chatting about is the scripture from Romans 117, which is our foundation scripture for this series. And so we're going to kick off reading it again this morning. Uh, but last time, we actually really focused in on how the gospel communicates our redeemed identity. It communicates the restoration of the image of God inside of us. And we talked about how the illusion of separation has been swallowed up on Calvary and that we now look just like Jesus. That is, Jesus is, so are we in this world. And we talked about how when we really believe that, when we really get our identity straight, well, then everything else starts to line up like heaven. And so today I want to go deeper into the teaching about the secret power of the gospel. And we're going to get um, into some really exciting stuff, specifically about uh, getting set free from all oppression. And when I mean oppression, I mean all bondage, that the, the power of the gospel sets us free from anything and everything in our lives that doesn't look, feel, and sound like heaven. So Let's kick it off by going back into the scripture today. And I want to read it out of the New American Standard Bible today. It's just a really simple translation, but I want to kick it off because I'm going to do a deep dive into the word that is uh, translated salvation. And uh, anyway, uh, the NASB is where we're going to go. So let's look here in Romans chapter one, verse, uh, we're going to start in verse 16. Here's what it says. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous one will live by faith. So we talked last, last time about that the gospel has power right? The actual message of the gospel comes with power and it comes with the power to save us, to, uh, to actually, uh, set us free, you guys. 
And I talked also a little bit about the Greek word that is translated salvation in this scripture. And I talked about the word sozo. And I want to go a little deeper into the definition of sozo because the gospel is the power of sozo. It releases the power of sozo in our lives. Okay, that's the Greek word, S-O-Z-O. Okay, and I went ahead and looked it up. And let me bring it up. Okay, so the Greek word sozo, let me just give you some, some facts about this word sozo. Okay, in the New American Standard translation, it is used a total of 108 times, this word sozo. So it's, it's a pretty prevalent word in the New Testament. And when you look at the different ways that it's translated, I want to just kind of go through uh, in Romans 1.16 and 1.17, it's translated as salvation, the word salvation. But it's also translated into other English words in other places in the New Testament. And I want to share how those, how it's translated in other places so you can start to get a better idea of the fullness of what sozo actually includes. And I want to do that because in the Western you know, evangelical world in the Western church, a lot of times we just have preconceived ideas about what the word salvation actually means. And most of the time when we think about being saved, right, we, we most of, the, well, first of all, we mostly think about being saved from what? Being saved from hell. Okay. We think about it being we're saved uh, so that we can go to heaven after we die. So we think about this salvation word as something that happens after we die or after our we leave our physical bodies. But the word sozo is really not about what happens after we die. It's about what happens to us when we believe. <laughs> it's about what happens when our eyes are opened, uh, when we hear the gospel and we start to realize that, whoa, there's been a whole new creation. And we start to realize that we've been recreated in Christ. And what we get saved from is the world. What we get saved from is a world system. What we get saved from is the power of sin and the power of brokenness and the power of poverty and the power that, frankly, the power of death in our lives. And so there's this salvation from, but it, it, let me, let me talk about how Sozo is translated in other places in the New Testament because it will give you a greater understanding of what we have been, what we have been saved from and what we have been brought into right in the here and now. Okay, because the gospel is a message about what happens to us the moment we believe. It's not so much a message about what happens after we die. Okay, so let me just give you some of these words that uh, sozo is translated into besides the word salvation in the New Testament. Okay, it's, it's uh, translated as to bring safely. Okay, so uh, you could say the gospel is the power to bring safely. What does that mean to bring safely? It means to bring safely into a place of safety. Okay. In another, another place, it's translated as cured. Okay. It means it's the power to be cured. It's the power to be healed. It's the power to be physically healed, mentally healed, emotionally cured. Okay. The gospel actually is a message that we have been cured. Okay. Uh, to ensure salvation. Okay. So there's that word salvation again. It's also translated to get well. So the gospel is the power to get well, well in mind, well in body, well in spirit. It's just the power of healing. 
okay? Made well, okay? To get well, made well. It's the power to be preserved, meaning it's the power to not perish. It's the power to live a long life, to be preserved through trials, to be preserved through temptation. We are preserved because of the gospel, okay? It's the power to recover, Okay, to recover what? To recover everything that was stolen, that, that the kingdom of darkness acts like that it owns. To, to recover our uh, lost inheritance that is ours in Christ, to, to recover riches, to recover uh, our dignity, to recover shame-free living, right? It's the recovery. It says we've been recovered. We're it, we, we aren't in recovery. We've been recovered. Okay, it's the power to restore. Restore what? Anything that's been lost, anything that's been stolen. Okay, it's the power to save, right? To make safe, to make sound. It's the power, and then it goes into save, saves, and saving. So a total of 108 times this word sozo is used. And so it's a very full word that uh, gives you like, th this is powerful. The gospel is actually powerful. It's not just a powerful, it's not just powerful news about the afterlife. It's powerful news that says heaven is now, that heaven has been placed inside of us, that we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the, the kingdom of light. And now we are children of light. We are, we live in the light. Why? Because we're one with Jesus, who is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And the, oh, the darkness did not overcome Jesus. And the darkness does not overcome us. In fact, the darker it is, the easier it is to see the light. So it doesn't matter what, what, what times we're living in. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Why? Because we have, we have, been, Jesus overcame the world and we are no longer subject to the world. We're no longer subject to the world system. We no longer live according to the flesh, but we live by faith, right? In Romans 117, it says the just live by faith and our faith overcomes the world. It overcomes poverty. It overcomes sickness. It overcomes the things that came into the world because of Adam's disobedience. So I want to go another place here today and I want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I want to read in the Passion Translation now about uh, a few things here, okay? Um, where do I want to start? Um, let's just preach. I, I don't know where we want to preach here today, Lord. I'm going to just start at the very beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read it here for a moment. It says, My brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim to you the secrets of God, right? The mystery of the gospel. It says, I refuse to come as an expert, trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and my lofty wisdom. For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you feeling inadequate, filled with reverence for God and a, tr and a trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. Why? Because the gospel is power, you guys. And the apostle Paul felt this weight to share this, the mysteries and the secrets that the gospel reveals. And he says, the message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with pervasive arguments. He wasn't, you know, doing apologetics here. He says, but it was to prove to you the almighty, almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. He says, for God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in his almighty power. 
it says in verse six, it says, however, there's a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. It's wisdom that didn't, didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God hidden before now in a mystery. It says it is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. Okay, so what I want to say here is the gospel is the declaration. It's the power to bring you into glory. Think about this, the glory of God. The gospel proclaims that the glory of God is in you. The very glory of God that, that, that when it came into the temple in the Old Testament, that the priests were not able to stand because of the glory of God. You are the temple now. The Holy of Holies is within you. The power that raised up Jesus from the dead is in you. So of course, because of what's in you, there's power of salvation. There's power to live free from oppression, free to be healed, power to, to overcome the world. Why? Because the glory of God is in you. The power of the Holy Spirit is in you. The gospel is the power of God because it's the message that the power of God is now in you. Okay, now we keep reading here. It says, verse eight, none of the rulers of this present world understood it. Why? Because it has to be spiritually discerned. This is not a truth that you can see with your physical eyes. This is not a truth that you can touch and that you can, you know, taste with our five physical senses. It requires us to live by faith. It requires our spiritual senses to be open so that we live out of our spirits. And so none of the rulers that are running the world at the time of Jesus understood it, nor do they understand it today. Because it is a spiritual reality. Heaven is a right now reality that must be spiritually discerned. Okay, it says this. None of the rulers of the present world order understood it. For if they had, they never would have crucified the Lord of shining glory. Why? Because by crucifying Jesus, the entire world system was turned on its head. It was overcome. Jesus overcame the world system by actually being crucified by it. It's brilliant. And the rulers of the present age didn't get it, nor do they get it. It says in verse nine, this is why the scriptures say, now listen to this. It says, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things that God has in store for all of his lovers. Okay, the gospel is the proclamation that things never discovered, things never heard before, things beyond your human ability to imagine. There are many, many things that God has in store for us because we are loved. Okay, and then it says this in verse number 10. It says, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit. So the gospel is the proclamation that you have been given God's spirit. You have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here to unveil 
the reality of the kingdom of God, the reality of the kingdom of heaven, and the reality of it being a right now reality for you, a right now place that you live in, that you are a citizen of heaven, you are a joint heir of heaven, that through your union with Jesus, you have become a co-ruler and, as I said, a joint heir with everything that heaven contains now. And it's available now because it's inside of you. Heaven is now. Heaven is a dimension and it must be accessed by faith. It must be accessed not by the, the, the wisdom of the world, not by the wisdom of men, but through the, the mind of Christ. And we have access to all that heaven contains now because we have access to the one who is the owner of heaven now, and it is a right now reality. Jesus is alive in you. Heaven, his rule, his reign, his creation, his new creation is in you now. And here's what it says. It says, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Now, listen, this is the Holy Spirit that lives in you. It says, after all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? so it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. Now, this is the part that I really wanted to get to today. In verse 12, in 1 Corinthians 2, 12, it says this in the Passion Translation. It says, for we did not receive the spirit of the world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Okay, we have been given the Holy Spirit through the message of the gospel. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we might come to understand, we might actually be able to grasp and actually be able to experience, it says here, all that grace has lavished upon us. And all that grace has lavished upon us, you guys, is the, the power to be free from every single form of oppression, okay? It means that the power of the gospel has set us free to be free, okay? It is for freedom's sake that Christ came. We have now been set free. The power of the gospel sets us free, free from the curse, free from sin, free from separation from God, free from sickness and disease, free from poverty and lack, free from everything that is a part of the fall, free from everything that doesn't exist in heaven. If it is not in heaven, then it is illegal to exist in your life because you have been set free. You have been set totally and utterly free from every form of oppression. Okay, you have been set free from the oppression of racism for those of you that have had to live under that in the world system. Okay, you have been set free from misogyny, ladies, 
those of you who have experienced that in the world system. You have been set free from discrimination of all kinds. It, no matter what kind of discrimination you've been a part of, let's say that you're, you're overweight, for example, and you've been discriminated by, maybe you've been discriminated because you didn't have a college degree. Maybe you've been discriminated because of the color of your skin. Maybe you've been discriminated because of the country that you came from, or you were an immigrant. Well, you've been set free from oppression. You've been set free from the world system. You've been set free from division. You've been set free from every illusion of separation. You have been set free from being broke. Okay. Now I felt like God wanted me to go there today because the oppression that the world system gives us is, in a, a, you know, you name the flavor. It really doesn't matter. Uh, really who you are, because the only thing the world system has to offer is oppression. Okay. I like to think about a picture of the world system being like the Israelites living under Pharaoh. Okay. It's slavery. The world system makes us a slave to it. Okay. It puts us into a paycheck mentality instead of an inheritance mentality. It causes us to toil to provide for ourselves. It causes us to live in lack and worry and fear about running out of money, about not having enough. It puts us in the place of being our own source of provision, our own source of provision for love and acceptance and, and for frankly, the money that we need to live, right? The curse, meaning we, we earn by the sweat of our brow. We earn, you know, we work, we, we, we work and trade our lives for time. It is slavery, you guys. The world system is slavery, but the gospel is the pronunciation that we have been emancipated from the world system. And it's just like Jesus was, was Moses, right? Going to Pharaoh saying, let my people go, let them go. And that is the proclamation that the cross declares that we've been let go. We've been let go from the slavery of the world system. We've been let go from having to toil and worry about where, where our provision is coming from. That's why Jesus taught in Matthew 6, right, to take no thought for our life, but simply to seek first the kingdom, to just make kingdom reality the place that you live, make the, the new creation the place that you live and be righteous, right? It says the righteous one lives by faith. And so let go. You've been set free of guilt. You've been set free of shame. You've been set free of having to perform to get blessed. You've been set free from having to do anything to be blessed. Why? Because you're in Christ and grace has already lavished everything that heaven contains inside of you. Everything that you need is inside of you. I love it in Philippians when um, in the Amplified Version, you know, it's the it's the scripture that says, my God, what does it say? Um, my God shall supply all of your needs according to uh, uh, his riches and glory. But then it also says, in a different translation, it says um, that I am I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Okay, you are sufficient in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You are a self-contained mobile heaven unit. Okay, like everywhere you go, heaven is. 
And when it says that the righteous live by faith, guess what? The righteous are as bold as a lion. So when you face something that 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 is the world system and you face a, a, a wall or you face a no, I mean, heck, say you're trying to get a mortgage for your house or, hey, you're trying, you need a job. Or when I say you need a job, you have an assignment from God, right? We don't work for a living. We have an assignment in the kingdom. So sometimes it's in a secular organization. Sometimes it's in ministry. But the point is, is that you not having an assignment, you not having a job to do in the father's business, that's illegal. Everybody in heaven has an assignment. Everybody has a job to do. But guess what? Our job is not our source of provision. Why? Because we're a joint heir with Jesus. And so the gospel is the proclamation to the kingdom of darkness, to the enemy, to the prince of darkness, to the God of this world that we have been let go. Right. And the God of this world is the God of this world system. It's the God of the of toil. It's the God that keeps us working for something that we already have in Christ. And so, beloved, you know, what's left to do but just seek first the kingdom? It's all we need to know is what is the will of God? What is the will of God? Where is my assignment? What is my kingdom assignment? What is my purpose? What am I here to do? What am I? I am a part of the body of Christ. I am here as a part of the expansion of the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Now we are here to proclaim it. We are here to demonstrate it. We are here to release it and we are here to set the other captives free. We are here to set people free from the world system. We are here to teach them and to show them how the righteous live and how do they live? They live by faith. They live by faith in what is not seen and what cannot be heard and what cannot be imagined, but is revealed to us by the spirit. Namely, heaven is here now. And so, beloved, we need to get bold. We need to recognize who we are in Christ. We need to rise up in the fullness of our union with Jesus. We need to rise up in the into the fullness of the stature of Jesus. And we need to live like heaven is a real reality right now. Right at the beginning of the year, I shared the word of the year for 2023. And if you guys haven't heard that, you need to go track that down. And I encourage you to join the Path to Purpose group so that you can go see the video of that because there was a literal glory cloud that showed up at the 28 minute marker on that recording. And I just, I've watched it and I really sat with God to be like, okay, what is that? Why? Why did it show up? Because as soon as I said the word of the year for 2023, this is it again, the best is not yet to come, it's now. And as soon as I said that phrase, a glory cloud popped up right here on the screen. Why? Because the glory of God is now. And the glory of God is the best. It's all that heaven contains. And it has been released to you now. It has been released to you. It is inside of you. The glory of God is now. Your freedom from oppression is now. And so why, why, why? Because the gospel has declared it so. The message of Jesus' crucifixion, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, not just for you, but as you, you are completely co-identified with Jesus. And every single thing that he has, you have. 
So what can stop you, beloved? What can stop you from fulfilling your destiny? What can stop you from manifesting the fullness of the Godhead, which is inside of you? What can stop you from doing the things that God has called you to do? What can stop you from the dreams that God has placed in your heart? What can stop you? Nothing can stop you except unbelief. Nothing can stop you except ignorance. My people perish for lack of knowledge, right? It's, it's you have to know. You've got to wake up to your redemption. You've got to wake up to your new identity in Christ. You've got to wake up and realize you're a new creation. You are one with Jesus. Jesus's resurrection is your resurrection. And you've got to wake up to throne room realities. You've got to set your mind on things that are above. And you've got to begin to encounter what belongs to you in Christ, right? We should be able to get up in the morning and just visit in heaven. We should be able to walk around the throne room in our union with Jesus and say, okay, angels, what are we doing today? What's on the agenda today? Okay, we're advancing, we're recovering, we're taking all, we're fully surrendering, we're seeking first the kingdom. What is it that I'm called to do? Where am I supposed to be? What is on the agenda for my life today, Father? And we're supposed to kick some butt and take some names for the glory of God every single day. I don't mean kick some butt, kick people's butts. But we are to kick the world system's butt. We are here to kick the, the enemy out of whatever he thinks he's occupying that is actually belongs to Jesus and, and also belongs to us. See, all of God's promises are yes and amen because Jesus has finished it. Jesus has finished what needed to be finished so that we could experience abundant life now. Money has no authority except what you get it. Cancer has no authority except what you give it. Whoo, okay? Strife, division, all of it. It has the authority that we give it. So what we focus on matters, you guys. And as new creations, we are called to focus on Christ. We are called to have single eyes. We are, our, our bodies should be filled with light because we are laser focused on Jesus, we are laser focused on the fullness of all that has been redeemed by him. We are focused on the new creation and we are focused on what the father is doing. And whatever the father does, that's what we're doing. Whatever the father says, that's what we're saying. So if God tells you that you're going to move into a house, well then, okay, we're moving into a house. If God says, I'm elevating you and giving you a promotion so that you can impact more people, then okay, we're being elevated and we're getting a promotion. Whatever God says is, and our job is to agree with him. It's not to, it's to agree with the gospel. It's to agree with the truth. It's to hear and do whatever God is doing and whatever God is saying as we abide in Christ and we are here to advance. We are here to not take a, a no for an answer. All of his promises are yes and amen, right? The world system belongs to Jesus. He is the lawful owner of all things. So any any disadvantage that you think that you have because of your natural birth, because of your natural family, because of your upbringing, because of your whatever, whatever it is that you think you lack. Like, I don't like the pet. I don't like, uh, I don't, 
I don't have the pedigree in my family. I don't have the connections. I didn't go to an Ivy League school and meet all the connections. I'm, I don't have the, the right degree hanging on my walls or I didn't, I wasn't born into a royal family or I was born in the wrong neighborhood on the wrong side of the tracks. I was born the wrong gender. I was born the wrong color. I was born whatever you think that you were, whatever disadvantage that the world system may say that you have. The gospel proclaims, oh, no, 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 no. It's an even playing field. There's neither male nor female in Christ. There's neither Greek nor Jew. There's only one new man and his name is Jesus. And we are his body and we are from every tribe and every nation. And we are all heirs and we are all sons of God. And we are all the bride of Christ. And we are now citizens of heaven. And we now have all that heaven contains. And so the only thing that matters is are we living by faith? Are we living by the truth? Are we, are we declaring our emancipation? Are we speaking the truth? Are we, uh, are we coming against the strong men of the financial systems? Are we coming against the strong men that try to control the healthcare systems? Are we coming against the strong men that try to control the education systems? Are we coming against the strong men that are, that are trying to govern our families and govern our culture? And are we coming against them saying, Oh no, we say, let the people go. Right in Jesus name, we speak to those systems and we say, no, you be dismantled. I'm not subject to that. I'm not subject to the normal rules that what it takes to get into college. I'm not subject to the normal rules that it takes to get approved for a loan. I'm not subject to the world system. I'm not subject to the rules at all anymore because the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law, set me free from the laws of sin and death. So nothing can hold you back except your belief that it can hold you back. How many of you guys have heard that story about the baby elephant that was tied to the stake, right? And as a baby, that elephant would, you know, try to move and try to go forward, but it couldn't move because of a rope that was tied to a stake. But you know what that, that elephant learned? That elephant learned that it, that it couldn't move. And so when it grows, you know, to be a humongo elephant, they don't even have to put a chain on the elephant. They can just tie it with a tiny little string and that elephant believes that it cannot move. And that is the same thing that the world system teaches us. It doesn't matter what disadvantage that you actually have been programmed with because I can promise you we've all been programmed with something. It does, but what I'm telling you, that little string of your programming is, is a lie. It's a lie because there are no disadvantaged citizens of heaven. There are no less than sons of God. There are only righteous, pure, uh, perfect, complete, rich, healed, delivered, set free sons of God. And it's not about you getting set free. It's not about something that's about to happen. It's about what's already happened to you. And it's about you coming into agreement that I am free, that I have been set free. I've been set free from the kingdom of darkness. I've been set free from the world system. I've not been given the spirit of the world system. I have been given the spirit of God who reveals to me who I am, who reveals to me what belongs to me, who manifests Jesus to me and in 
me and speaks through me every every time I say the name of Jesus. Every time I speak to the mountain, every time I speak to a storm, every time I speak to something that is contrary to heaven on earth in Jesus name, well, the Holy Spirit gets involved. That's why there's power, guys. That's why there's power in the gospel. And that's why there's power. You are powerful. You are powerful beyond compare. And the name of Jesus, come on, there's no other name above that name. And the name of Jesus will cause a man to walk. The name of Jesus will cause blind eyes to open. The name of Jesus will cause whatever's being held back to be released. The name of Jesus will cause heaven to manifest wherever you are. Because whatsoever we bind on earth is what's already been bound in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth is whatever has been already loosed in heaven. And so, beloved, the power is in you. The power to overcome the world, which Jesus already overcome, overcame, guess what? His name overcomes it through you. The world system does not dictate what is possible for you. The world system doesn't dictate what you can own. Why? Because Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. And it's time for us to stop acting like slaves. It's time for us to come free of the oppression of the world system and the programming of the world system and to start to identify with the new creation that we have been recreated in Christ to be, that we are holy, that we are blameless, that we are free, we are safe, we are sound and we are wealthy and we are healthy. Okay. And anything that exalts itself against that is an affront to the cross of Christ. Poverty is an affront to the victory of Jesus. Sickness is an affront. It is an accusation that Jesus is not who he is. And beloved, we need to not agree. We need to not agree with any accusation against us because an accusation against us is an accusation against Christ. And Jesus, ha, no, 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 no. He set us free from the legal system altogether. Jesus has set us free from playing judge. He set us free from being the jury. He set us free from being the accused. Heck, he set us free from being the accuser. The whole court system was abolished with Jesus. You know, they talk about going to the courts of heaven. Well, court is no longer in session. Okay, court has been adjourned. And guess what? You've been acquitted. You are not guilty. And everything that Jesus has, has already been awarded to you. You, the, the, the damages, all of it, it's already yours. Where is it? It's just in the spirit. It's just in the spirit. And the only way the enemy holds it is because on some level, we're in agreement with it. On some level, we don't yet believe the gospel and we are not living and releasing the power of the gospel. So beloved, Absolutely, the gospel is the power of salvation. And that salvation is from anything, anything that isn't in heaven. You've been saved from it. You've been set free from it. And it's a reality that God designed for you to experience now. There's no such thing as premature death. Death doesn't have any authority. Jesus holds the key to hell and death. Okay, premature death doesn't have authority over you. No, you live long, strong, and you finish the call of God on your life. You finish the things that God has called you to do. And you just seek first the kingdom and you watch, you watch those things be supernaturally provided for you as you live in union with Jesus and you begin to walk in the spirit and you begin to be led by the spirit because you're a son of God, right? Sons of God. Hey, it's time to manifest because the best is not yet to come. It's now. And the power of the gospel has already been released. It's in you. And my job today is just to tell you what you've already got. My job is just to release you into the power that's already within you.
My job is just to tell you, don't tolerate anything less than complete freedom. Freedom from every form of oppression that would try to say you can't because you can do all things through Christ. You can do, you are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. There is no can't. There is no can't. It's only can't. It's only I can. I can do all things. All things, guys. There's no can'ts. The question is, what are you called to do? What is the next step God is telling you to do? For many of you, if you're not in, you know, working in a merge, for some of you coming into a merge, it's the next step. For some of you, you're called to go back to college. For some of you, I mean, I'm not saying that you need college. I'm saying that you're called to do it. You're called to do things. You're called to go into politics. You're called to go into Hollywood. You're called to write. You're called to do run businesses. You're called to be wealthy. You're called to do own real estate. Why? Because God is wealthy. And if we're going to accu accurately represent heaven on earth, well, guys, we got to own something. We got to own something and we've got to be able to, to bless. We've got to be able to, to solve problems. And guess what? Money solves problems. Money buys houses for homeless people. Money uh, pays bills for people that are broke, right? I mean, it, we need to no longer allow the things that Jesus's cross says are disallowed. Right. We need to we need to step into faith. We need to step into righteousness and we need to become bold and we need to use the name of Jesus because the power of salvation, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of what Jesus has broken off of us is a finished work. It's a finished fact. The question is, are we enforcing it? Are we thinking about all the I can'ts? Are we thinking about all of the the, the obstacles that are in our way? There's no obstacle. It's all an illusion, just like that little string on, on the, uh, that was holding the elephant back. Nothing can hold you back unless you believe it can hold you back. So it's time to rise up, everybody. It's time to rise up and let's take what, let's, let's take, let's take what belongs to us in Christ and let's use it. Let's not let Jesus have died in vain. Let's not let the, the victory of Jesus not, uh, you know, not be, experienced, right? We need, we, God is means for us to experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Okay. We've not been given the spirit of the world, but we've been given the Holy spirit. It causes us to cry Abba. It causes us to identify with our true family, with our true origin, that we are royalty, that we are sons of God, that we are brought the bride of God, that we are one with him through birth and through marriage. And I mean, this is a double, a double whammy here. We were born royalty and we married royalty and everything he has belongs to us. Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. The owner of health, the owner of wealth, the owner of peace, the owner of joy, the owner of righteousness, and it all belongs to us. So beloved, be encouraged and know that, that you have power. You have the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. You are not a victim. You may be in circumstances or situations that have taught you that you're a victim. Things may have happened to you where, where you have been victimized. But let me say this. When you start to learn who you are in Christ, guess what? Victimhood will begin to fall off of you. You'll be able to forgive the people that, that wronged you because they were deceived. They didn't know. Heck, they were victimized too by the by the god of this world by a system that teaches everybody that they're broken and teaches everybody to be chained up to something and you'll be able to live free and you'll be used to set other captives free so god bless you the gospel is such good news isn't it 
My goodness, it's the proclamation of a brand new world, a brand new way of being, a brand new way of living, you guys. So I just encourage you, seek first the kingdom. Seek the next step to stepping into your destiny. Seek the, first, the, the, the next step that God's asking you to do. And by all means, renew your minds to who you are in Christ because the power is released as we believe. The, the power is b- released as we uh, you know, find the truth. We awaken to the truth and we start to see from God's perspective. We start to see from heaven's perspective. So God bless you guys. Have a supernatural week. Have a powerful week and we'll see you next time. Love you much. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalisa's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.